I'm CJ. And this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes. The podcast where two friends break down the movies of the wizarding world in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hello, how are you? I'm so good. <laughs> You're so good. I'm so good. Can I see your glass one more time? Absolutely. I'm sorry, you can also probably hear <laughs> the ice clinking inside of it but i love it it's actually very cute it's bigger than i thought it would be that's okay that way i only need one ration instead of dose i'm already worried because i'm already halfway through my wine we might have to take a wine pause well it won't be the first time (laughs) okay shut your mouth all right let's go into the harry potter we're in episode seven we are in episode seven, um, and I actually think that we have something to clear up from last week, if I remember correctly. No, I don't. Oh, you don't remember this? No. Did you uh, Did you happen to have a moment to like Google where is yep. Hogwarts Castle? What? No. What? No. I know exactly where it is. Where Where was it? All right. What'd you find? Out? What? What? <laughs> Just what? So I did a little bit of Googling. Um, and there are a couple of different routes we can get, we can take to get to the same conclusion. But essentially it is, Hogwarts Castle is located next to a Scottish lock uh, within, nestled within the mountains. Uh, first bit of evidence in the movie, which I don't necessarily always consider canon, like I'm not gonna look back to that exactly. Oh, yeah. but. Movie evidence in Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, when Sirius Black is cited, one of the first times it's in the paper, and they say he's cited near Dufftown, and Hermione says, that's not far from here. Dufftown is an actual place, an actual town in Scotland. Damn it. Book evidence uh, in Chamber of Secrets, although, well, it's never explicitly said in the books. I will give you that. It never, like, flat out says Hogwarts Castle is located in Scotland. However, in the Chamber of Secrets, um, it mentions when they are following the train in the flying car that they are headed due north. And like if you go north far enough from London, yes, there is a lot of England to go through. But if north of England is Scotland. Mm -hmm. uh, And then also the flying car is later spotted by a Mr. Angus Fleet of Peebles, which is a town in Scotland. Damn it. And then you can circle back and kind of consider the travel math. Like if you're headed north from London at 11 a.m. and you're not arriving until after dark, you know, there's a chance that it's not Scotland, but it is very close, <laughs> if not. But again, it's part of the mystery of the place. I suppose we'll never know for sure. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It's not about being right. It's just about the evidence and who said the evidence to begin with. <laughs> You son of a bitch. All right, fine. <laughs> Maybe I had questioned it. You know what? When Brexit happens, it won't even matter. So whatever. <laughs> Polarizing the audience. I'll say it. I'll say it. What happened? What happened this week? Oh, in the movie? Yeah. What are we doing? What are we thinking about? What are we watching? Uh, I had a quick moment, too, where I was like, where are we now? Because I can't believe we're already seven episodes in, though. Right. Like, honestly, we're kind of zipping through this. More, faster than I thought I, we would. But then I always think, like, okay, but someday, like, something will happen and we can't record 
or someday we'll be out of town or whatever. Like, so it's good and it's not like we don't still have a shit ton of source material to get through. Oh, yes. We have much. So, no. Oh, and plus we're going to have another Fantastic Beast in 2025. So that, <laughs> that to look forward to. We have one in 2021. I know, I was joking. I'm saying, but with theaters the way they are, we'll never see it. <laughs> it was a sad pandemic joke. We shouldn't talk about it. Okay. What's a pandemic? Oh, it's the other state of this country that we're in. That's Got miserable. it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So where we open, or we ended with uh, Hermione showing Harry his name, or actually his father's name on a plaque in the trophy room, right? Yes. Explaining that uh, being good at Quidditch is in his blood. I said, this scene opens with a trio coming back from the trophy room discussing how creepy Hermione is for knowing more about Harry than he does. Amen. She, yeah, which, fair, I'd be creeped out too. <laughs> You're stalking me and I don't know you that well. I said, however, she looks concerned as a section of the staircase behind them starts to retreat. What a bitch this school will be to get around. <laughs> okay. Did we, one, did we ever see the staircases move again? Like, I don't think that's ever part of the plot again. I want to say no. And I want to say, like, only... The only time I really see, like, the interior of the school a lot again is around the Battle of Hogwarts. Then we kind of go around the school, and by then it's, like, a different school. We don't... It's an entire... Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, there's a big main staircase in those movies where I'm like, sorry, where was this? Do you remember that? First year. No, I completely... I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) The seventh movie where, like, you run up the stairs to kiss uh, Ginny for the last time. I'm like, cool. Where the fuck are we? (laughs) Like, literally never seen it. Innovated in the last eight months since they have been on the run? I don't know. Yeah, maybe they started using the Darkwing. <laughs> oh, Darkwing. Darkwing duck. Anyway, I said, this would be a bitch to get around. Directionally challenged people like me would be fucked. Like, I would never make it to class because I have a hard time. Like, even if I keep the same route to somewhere, if it's deviated in any way, like if somebody, like something comes up and they're like, it's a detour. I'm like, oh, well, I better call work now because I'm going to be a half hour late. Better go home. (laughs) That did happen to me not too long ago, but that wasn't my fault. The highway actually shut down. But I was like, cool, highway shut down. It's the only way I know how to get to work. So I'm going home. (laughs) Have a good day. Bye. Love you guys. Yeah, my boss is like, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, no, it's literally shut down and like I have no other way to get to work. He's like, well, there's other ways. I'm like, nope, don't know him. Gotta go. (laughs) Gotta go talk to you tomorrow. I really did. I turned around and went home. I was like, sorry. But I was also stuck on the freeway for two and a half hours. That's how shut down it was. I vividly remember, especially my junior year of college. I don't know why this was such a thing that year. But like anytime I opened our front door and it was either snowing or raining, I just... Nope. Closed the door and went back to bed. <laughs> and Andrea, you know that house too. That was the one on Center Street. It was a block from campus. Like, Oh my God. You were practically on campus. I was. <laughs> now that's impressive. That's an impressive level of laziness. At least my last apartment was downtown. So I had to like think about parking if I was going to drive. I rarely drove though, just because I'm like, I don't want to fucking deal with parking. I, I mean, walk. The years that I did not live within a block from campus, which really was only one. Really? Two. Two. My first year and my final year. Hmm. And those years, I definitely had those days where I would drive around looking for a parking spot for like 10 minutes and be like, well, guess I can't go to class. Bye. (laughs) Do you know how many tickets I got? Because I would park in the library staff parking lot. They're like, Andrea, again? I'm like, eh. I go to pay my tickets. They're like, wow. Like, you just racked them all up, huh? I'm like, 
Fuck it. Had to go. I was so committed to being there that I just had to park in the library staff parking lot. I remember finally, like, something happened, like, a clerical error where they actually wiped some of my tickets off for me. They're just like, here, we're just going to wipe five of them. You're Keep... wiped. I remember something about that. Yeah. They're like, pay the other ten and we'll knock five off. Like, Because <laughs> they're, like, 20 bucks. So it's like, well, I might as well just get the fucking ticket. Cheap. They, campus security was all about handing that shit out like it was free candy on Halloween. Yeah. Oh... I miss being drunk on a campus in Halloween. I miss being young and, like, having hope. Being that absolutely careless as well. Yeah. I remember being broke was adorable. Now it's just sad. Yeah. All right, so we ended up, so we were talking about how hard it would be to get around this goddamn school and why, why the staircases even really rotate because we don't really ever see it again. I feel like it was a gimmick. I mean... I know that it's mentioned in the books, but I feel like more frequently in the books it's referred to as like a trick stair that you have to remember to skip. Right. Or like this staircase leads somewhere different on Fridays. Not like it's going to change while you're on it. And at random. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't what I expected when I saw the movie. I think I expected it to be a little bit more whimsical. And this was like doomsday. I don't know. It was jarring. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. Um, and I said, also, what's with the first creepy-ass clawing man statue we see when we get to the third floor corridor? Did you notice that? Hey, though, can we talk to you about that? <laughs> yes. I would like to know. I have a lot of, like, at least, like, in the last movie, you see all these props and stuff. But I'm like, what was the point of this one? Like, what was the relevance of this creepy-ass... I am about to drop a theory that I don't think I've read anywhere before. I'm sure that somebody else has noticed it and spoken about it. Everything's been done at this point in this universe. But I picked up something today that I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So, first of all, why was it that easy for them to get into the third Mm -hmm. door? Like, the staircase literally took them there. But anyway, back to the statue. So... There is another time in the series that we encounter a statue of a humpback, humpbacked witch. Yes. Yes. Third book. Yes. It's in Prisoner of Azkaban, mm-hmm. and it is the entrance to the passageway, the secret passage to Honeydukes in Hogsmeade. Yeah. Fun fact, that statue is located in the third floor corridor. You're kidding. You I'm think not that kidding. statue? They moved it out. And so, I mean, I mean, like, this is the third floor corridor. And so I was like, wait, is that the one-eyed witch? Here's the thing. I don't think that it's actually meant to be that, which, like, little fun fact piece of trivia that I discovered when I was researching this to find out if anything that I noticed was actually real. Um, the one-eyed witch with the humpback that Harry takes as a secret passage to get to Honeydukes. Uh, it is a statue of a witch named Gunhilda de Gorsmode, Gorsmore, excuse hmm. me. Um, she was a healer and she developed the cure for dragon pox. And a statue of Gunhilda can be found in the Gun- Gunhilda of Gorsmore corridor on the third floor at Hogwarts Castle. What the fuck? So, like, was this an Easter egg? Because it doesn't look like a witch, I... like a bald man. Like, I took it as a humpback person. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't know. I don't know. I thought that that was a cute little thing that I was like, maybe we just saw, but we don't even see it in the third movie. So that's kind of the dumb part. I was going to say, I don't think the first and second movie are that clever. They don't really have a lot of Easter egg information. Like they're pretty much just going by the book, literally. That's fair. Well, but it is a good theory though. I do like your theory because if you think about it after this year, do they really need the third corridor cut off? No, it wouldn't have been blocked off anymore. Right. Which is why we said it last time, too. We're like, why the fuck is Filch going, just a reminder, the third corridor is off limits. I'm like, no, it wouldn't be a reminder. It should be the only year that this has been off limits because the fucking Sorcerer's Stone is there. Yeah, and it was just moved there. Correct. Okay. Oh, look at us. We sassy. We know shit. But yes, no, we are not trying to break ground or new theories, really, with this podcast. We're just going, what the fuck? We're combining... What? Something cool that I noticed, though. I yeah. Was... I'm a fan. I kind of like that. Because I thought that, too. I'm like, why is it humpbacked? <laughs> like, why is there, like, a big thing on his... I don't know. Um, I said, Hermione explains they're on the third floor and it's forbidden, but she keeps walking. <laughs> <laughs> also, why do the flames erupt out of nowhere? Did the cat do it? <laughs> I felt like it was a motion sensor light. Is how I... I the pillars i wrote that too i was like is this like a grocery store display <laughs> like when you walk past <laughs> i think that that's what it is fully right um i did say this cat is a sad raggedy ass cat mrs norris is an uncomfortable character like i get that she's supposed to be the familiar that's cool whatever but what? like, like witches and wizards have familiars but he's a squib i know but he can still have a familiar he grew up in a magical world or he's just an asshole pet wow never mind <laughs> anyway okay so the cat's a familiar which does kind of make sense because how does he always end up where the cat is like he has a weird connection with mrs norris right right also i had a weird pause in that moment where he looks straight at the camera it's like we should go <laughs> like, look straight at <laughs> you don't i tried to like refine it and i couldn't find it again so it's like a split second but i'm like oh dang um, they decided to run out of there as torches light up like a supermarket display. The ADR garbage of Harry's voice saying, quick, let's hide through that door. I'm like, first of all, hide from what exactly? Like, I guess they think Filch is coming or they know Filch is coming. Because Mrs. whenever Mrs. Norris shows up, he's not far behind. Yeah, I guess. Um, but I do love the moment of Hermione. Oh, move over. I love that she's coming through with the breaking and entering spell. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. She goes from being the rule follower to fuck you. Um, also, I said, do we use the whipping wand sound too much after these movies? She, like, whips her wand and it makes little whipping in the air noises. I don't think we hear that a ton. I didn't notice that at all. That's funny. Because I don't think we hear it again after the second movie. I know, like, when they're doing the duel, the battle, like, the dueling lessons, they go whoop, whoop whatever like they make a little whipping noise i kind of think it goes away because then you see the moment in the third movie where hermione goes against uh, malfoy right outside buckbeak's like beheading or whatever and she she whips her wand at him that noise isn't there i vividly know that so i'm just like mm, i feel like that's a noise that went bye bye after these movies oh all of a sudden so ron and hermione are at the door too they're just like at the door listening and i think and they go phil just gone i go yeah how do you know <laughs> Through that solid fucking wood door? How do you know? Is there a peephole we just can't see? Fuck you. But then they seem, I said, by the way, they seem ways away too from him. That he's like down the corridor and they're like, Filch is gone. I'm like, how the, again, how the fuck do you know? He's a ways away. But I said, Harry's just silently staring at a motherfucking dog, by the way. Asshole. What's <laughs> up whatsoever? I said, I did not need that clicky dog jaw noise as they're trying to shut the door behind them. 
Maybe noises just bug me. Okay, I was told a long time ago that noises bug you because I don't no notice like any of these things. <laughs> okay, maybe we should cut some of my neuroses. But yeah, I think I told you that like a long time ago. That psych teacher, huh? Thank you that you just have very acute hearing, acute attention to it. Okay, maybe I do have some audio issues. I don't like hearing people chew. I don't like hearing lisps. I don't like hearing my own stupid accent. Who is taking care of Fluffy in these moments? Like, how long did he spend? Like, so, I mean, what, nine, ten months that he was in that room before? You gotta think at least the end of July. Through, like, May or June. Yeah, that's like almost like ten months. Hooped up in this room that he can barely stand up in for, like, ten months. Yeah. Um, I wrote, I do like when they're marching back to the common room and Ron and Hermione, like, already have good chemistry. Like, their back and forth is actually very cute. I don't have an example to back that up. <laughs> I thought that it was weird in that moment when she's talking about, you guys don't use your eyes. Like, they never actually show the trapdoor. Like, I slowed that scene down. You never actually get a glimpse of the trapdoor that she's talking about. Oh, really? I don't know if that was intentional to, like, put everyone else in the same place that Harry was or Harry and Ron were. Mm -hmm. Or if it was just like, mm, that could have been a useful opportunity. Could have. Okay. I'm with you on that. And then I do, like, um, here's a book, bitch, that maybe you caught, maybe you didn't. They go up the stairs together to go to their dorm rooms. Mm-hmm. What do you think I'm bitching about? There's supposed to be separate stairways because later on in the series, they try to go up to the girls' dormitory and the stairs turn into a slide. Thank you. I just wrote in parentheses, book bitch. And I'm like, yeah, he'll know what I mean. <laughs> but I do love Hermione chewing them out about possibly getting her expelled. It's so great that even in the face of danger, she's got her priorities, priorities straight. So when Ron goes, hey, she needs to get her priorities straight. I'm like, she fucking has them straight, okay? She needs a future. She needs an education. Like, fuck you. She knows what she wants. I mean, honestly, I probably would have taken death over expulsion as well at that age. Like, my parents would have killed me anyway, so, like, I would have either been expelled and then been killed, or I just would have been killed, so. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen to you when you get expelled from a wizarding school? Who's going to hire you? I'm sorry, you couldn't make it past your first year? <laughs> like, you'd be homeless, or you'd be selling those fucking pig snout sticks on the street in the alleyway. Yo, that's what it all comes back to. Those <laughs> fucking pig snout sticks. Still upset me. Um, the next scene I said, it's Quidditch practice, Oliver, sweaters, box. <laughs> ah. Did we both admit that we have a crush on him on the last one? Yes. Okay. A couple episodes ago, anyway. The accent, I'm just like, teenage me. Like, <laughs> wow, flood the goddamn basement. <laughs> Sorry, what was it? Flood the basement. <laughs> Sorry, does that, is that the same for boys? I mean, yes. <laughs> I think yours would be cream the jeans. Not so much. Well, there's... No, I like flood the basement. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had that said to me, which I find upsetting. There are so many things that I find grotesque when directed at women that if it was directed at me, I'd think it was kind of hot. So <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> I do say suck my dick a lot to people, so I guess I can't really judge. Um, so anyway, so you see Oliver Wood, he's going to be kind of walking Harry through Quidditch, and it's his first Quidditch practice, kind of a solo practice. 
Um, he explains that Quidditch is easy enough to understand. Each team has seven players, three chasers, two beaters, one keeper, and the seeker, and that's you. When he explains the rules, we pan over to the hoops, which is just really a preview to the nonsense CGI we're going to see soon. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch that too? I'm like, oh, it's going to be bad. Well, yeah. And I forgot how bad it really kind of is, and I'm sure we'll see it shortly. I mean, it was 20 years ago. I And I try to forgive it, but like some things they do so well, and then some things I'm like, oh, this looks straight up like a video game. Right. I'm like, I hate it. I had more issue with the like once again sink or swim situation of like here's a bat i'm gonna release this ball that's gonna try and kill you didn't say a fucking word no explanation no like watch out no like use this to defend yourself just like here hold this hope you don't die if he had even said bledgers keep or what are they called bledgers you were right Oh, no, so, no, sorry, beaters beat away the bludgers. If he'd fucking said, like, hey, that's their role, that's why this is here, cool. He didn't. He just listed the fucking positions and then released it. I'm like, cool. Yeah. I just did a latch. Releasing the bludger was a nice effect. However, would pretending to wrestle it to get it back into the crate is even better. Okay, yeah. Confession, like, so many teenage fantasies about him wrestling me down like that. But, like, (laughs) hell oh you really had a crush on him oh my god i didn't care about anything but oliver wood and then he like doesn't exist again after the second movie no (laughs) and actually there's a kid in the quidditch scene that i do like who's cute in this movie too he's like a young little cutie and we never see him again either there's not a lot like not a lot of you know characters i'm thirsty for is that a phrase thirsty for yeah you've got the hip language Oh, Grandma's got it. No, uh, <laughs> there's just like aren't a lot of characters that I'm like attracted to in this series, which is probably a good thing because it's a children's-ish series. But there's like nobody I'm like, mm, I'd bang them. Um, I really feel like, I mean, obviously not anymore because it's creepy. But mm-hmm. like at the time, I was so crazy about Wood, and then, <laughs> and then Cedric. I was. I was gonna say is Cedric the next. What'd you say? I missed it. I was head over heels in love with him. Mm. And then, like, as I grew up and he was in the Twilight series, I liked him a little bit less. But then the Twilight series was over and it came out that he hated filming it and, like, hates everything about Twilight. And I was like, mm-hmm. ah, okay, I like you again. <laughs> it felt like he did. He didn't ever feel like, I love this character. He felt like, I'm saying these lines because I'm making a fuck ton of money. <laughs> I can't even imagine how much money that is. Anyway. Ooh, I did write that I hadn't really paid a lot of attention to the actual chest anymore. Like, I hadn't really paid attention to, like, what these balls came out of. Because, again, I'm just watching wood. I don't really give a fuck. Right. But I so said, like, the little hidden compartment the snitches in. I do, too. I was a little confused about why it's not the Hogwarts crest. Um, The Hogwarts houses, though, are on the outside of the box. Right, but, like, what's this crest that's over the snitch? The snitch creators. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, too, it was like, okay, this is weird, too, that, like, the snitch normally can't be touched by human hands because it'll form a flesh memory. Yeah, it's not supposed to be touched by human hands before a match. So this one must be one that they just use for, like, general practice, right? That's exactly where I went. That's what I went with, too. Like, every time they do when maybe Madame Hooch has it like a a thing like a little pouch and she hands it off with gloves right but obviously they need to be able to practice 
So for the snitch, Wood explains that that is worth 150 points. He explains that Harry needs to catch this for 150 points and essentially to win the game. And then the wings come out of the ball and it begins to kind of take flight as they're talking. I always really appreciate it. And this is kind of a silly detail, but something that's really small that I noticed, I think probably the first time that I watched it, is that when it flies out of his hand, like Harry sees it, he's able to watch it the entire time. But Wood has this like, where did it go? Look on his sound. <laughs> I wrote that too. I said, Wood becomes instantly unable to see it, but Harry can track it. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was cute. It is kind of a detail to try to like make us as the audience go, oh, wow, it's really hard to see and track, but this kid could do it. That's why he's a natural. Great. Yeah, love that. We cut to Charm's class with piles of books everywhere and letters carved into the stone walls. Have you noticed that before? Uh, I was always a little confused by that. Wouldn't you think like a language class or a class about... I guess it is kind of about linguist kind of things with a charm spell you get the name i don't know but doesn't every spell have to have the pronunciation and the spelling right <laughs> why letters in this class there's stuff carved into the wall hmm? yeah it's a weird touch why is there stuff carved into the wall yeah i don't know i said professor flitwick professor flitwick does scare me a little bit i'm sort of glad he's not seen much after a while well i mean he's replaced and I don't really understand why. I, I I know that there's research out there on this, but I didn't look up why this actor was replaced, I think, already in the second movie. Um, oh, wait, is the choir director Flitwick? Uh, oh. And I'm like, why did we... Because, personally, this, based on his description in the books, this more aligns with what I expected to see from Professor Flitwick. So this I, first one we see? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I I know that like in the past I've looked this up, like why he's so little and I'm pretty sure he's part goblin. Oh, that makes sense. Descended from I don't think but anyway. Hmm. And I know he has a really interesting history. Like he's a dueling champion and a very interesting character. I just I'm I don't love that he's replaced, but I, I'm a sucker for that all the way through. I hate that Dumbledore was replaced, which I realized like the actor died. There's nothing they could do, but do you hate that the fat lady was replaced? I hate that the fat lady was replaced. <laughs> Is it the same trolley, witch? that I don't know. We might have to look at that. Might not have been. I hate, the sixth movie when suddenly Lavender Brown is just an entirely different human being. <laughs> oh yeah, Lavender did change. Oh, completely different human. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Flitwick explains the swish and flick motion to go with their Wingardium Loviosa spell. The camera goes around the room to see students practicing until we get to Ron spazzing out and Hermione's condescending but beautiful line, Leviosa, not Leviosa. Potentially the quoted line in the entire series. <laughs> I've kind of secretly always wanted that tank top that says, it's mimosa, not mimosa. <laughs> hmm? 100% yes. Yeah. So she's the first student to have her feather levitate via fish wire, and Creepy Flitwick congratulates her. <laughs> oh, well, Seamus's only personality trait is again blowing shit up in the background. Har har, comedic moment. We stand. Sure, whatever. I don't care for that, but anyway. 
Crossing the courtyard after class, Ron mocks Hermione. She has some real balls shouldering him. <laughs> like, she shoulder checks him. Like, I know at that age, I know even now, if somebody was talking shit about me, I'd just walk away quietly or just stay back behind them. Right. I appreciate her guts. But, like, this is a real look at how awful kids are. Yeah. But he, he did instantly feel bad. Which I'll give him. Right. Um, is a huge character trait of Ron's where like he's all he's all bark and no bite correct he's brash but he has the heart yeah oh next scene in the great hall is great I love this one of Halloween yeah. um, with the camera panning down from the ceiling just to see the floating jack-o'-lanterns that have the candles inside them instead of just the candles now yes that makes me happy um what I want in a Halloween feast yeah I want creepy floating shit, and I want candy fucking everywhere. The candy and sweets on those tables is insane. Yeah, the designers went all out, which they had to, of course, but, like... But then I also question, like, why then they're, like... I would assume, I would hope, anyway, that, like, since they're feeding children, that there, like, was a main course, and then there was candy. (laughs) But then they're, like, like, midway through this, like, little feast of candy, somebody goes, where's Hermione? I'm like, wait, she's been missing the entire time? Y'all fuckers just said something? Right, just in dessert. You're like, wait, where did she go? (laughs) Uh, Neville explains that Ron was being an asshole and she's been crying all afternoon in the girls' bathroom. Harry and Ron exchange guilty looks while the double doors fly open to reveal Quirrell flying through them, shrieking, Drill in the dungeon! Drill in the dungeon! (laughs) Fucking asshole. The buffoonery of this scene. It's a lot. Like... The defense against the dark arts professor barging into the hall full of children and screaming at the top of his lungs. Like, I know it's done, like, slightly for comedic relief, but and, like, Coral is also trying to cast blame off of himself. Cool. But, like, seriously, a, a teacher, like, screaming into a room full of children, we're all going to die! Like, <laughs> can we? Okay. Well, it's yeah. Hogwarts. <laughs> like a flight attendant going, the engine's got out! The engine's got out! <laughs> <For himself. laughs> and they actually survive. That flight attendant would be fired. That's how that would go. Yeah, um, they just says, thought you ought to know, and faints, causing mass hysteria amongst the students until Dumbledore uses his commanding voice to yell, silence! Then gives instructions calmly for them how to, like, how they should exit the hall. This is how Dumbledore would have handled the situation. Correct. I did like this. This felt like a Dumbledore moment of, hey, okay, let's do this. <laughs> um, Snape did sneak out the back door, which I think I'd forgotten that detail from the movies. I knew that from the book that like he's going the opposite way, but the movies he does actually sneak out like a back door. Cause he's yeah. gonna... I love that detail. Head what's his fuck off. Um, students are finding out when Harry grabs Ron and exclaims, Hermione, she doesn't know. Once again. (laughs) What? Like, his little hero complex of, like, I'm an 11-year-old child. I'm not going to warn an adult. Like, I'm the only one who could possibly fix this problem. Let's go. Which is weird that Harry has such an ego so early. I think it's meant to be bravery, but it's really just ignorance he's been trampled on you gotta think like most of his life trampled i don't know that's word. he's been trampled like most of his young adult like young i shouldn't say adult like his young life he's been trampled you think he'd be this meek fucking abused ass kid right who's not worried about doing the right thing he's just worried about not getting his ass kicked 
that very that so it's weird yeah that he jumps into every situation it's like i'm gonna fix it like you really i don't know um i wrote a note to you my next note I said, okay, I see what you mean now. Percy yells back to the first years, keep up and stay alert. But there's a fuck ton of kids. He says, first years this way. Right. But there's a fuck ton. There are 10 first years. Yeah. I finally wrote, okay, I know what you mean. Like, it does feel like too many. Is that what you said the first time? It feels like too many? Yeah. I said it felt like too few. I can't. I see what you mean now. Um, they run down the corridor and stop dead to hide and see a troll shuffling slowly towards a girl's bathroom. I do not love this G- CGI. <laughs> I have... I actually, I gotta say, I like what they did when it's not moving. <laughs> <laughs> when it's passed out on the ground in a little bit, I'm like, that's actually kind of interesting. But I agree the CGI is less than fantastic. It it gets into exactly what you said. It gets very video gamey. Yes. And that's how it feels, especially when he leaps onto him. Yes, absolutely. I think I even said, oh yeah, no, my next line is, first of all, Hermione goes under a sink as the giant lunges forward and slams down on the sink next to her. She should be dead with that blow. Anyway, yeah. good on Harry, though, for hopping on. Except video game, video game Harry does get jerked around a lot. Yeah, it's, it's comical. It's not good. It feels like, uh, there's even scenes where like his face is like blurred out. Almost like, it's not good. Um, Hermione coaches Ron on the levitation spell. Awful shot of video game Harry here. <laughs> Troll gets thumped on the head. Ron says, wicked. They tell Hermione that he's just knocked out. Booger joke. Oh, the troll bogey joke. Right, which is directly from the book. So I'm like, you know what? Honestly, an 11-year-old, that probably would be his reaction. But it's dumb. Disgusting. (laughs) I didn't need it. I love to back up like two seconds when Harry's like, do something. And Ron's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's me in my daily life. Do something. What? And then like you said, like his and Hermione's chemistry is already coming out like here let me coach you through this because you are a man and you need a woman to help you through every fucking thing you do yes it's a good like um preview of what hermione's role is going to be in the future Hermione's going to be level-headed like here here's how you do the thing they're both brave well i want to say they're both brave harry's brave ron is willing <laughs> to go do stuff and hermione's going to tell them how to do it correctly She's logical. Together, they're a person. Together, they're a person. Together, they're one Gryffindor. Uh, the professors shuffle in, and they start to explain what had happened. Hermione jumps in but and lies, which is, like, accurate to the book. I did, like, go back and look at that. She yeah, does yeah. jump in and lie to them, making them look like the heroes. Harry notices Snape's injured leg, which he quickly covers. The Gonagall takes... The little glare that he gives him there, too. Like, they have this exchange where Snape's like, ah, oh, fuck, he saw something he wasn't supposed to see. Yeah. What the fuck you doing? Come on, do you bitch? Oh, you don't like me already? You're gonna like me a lot more in the next movies. Uh, McGonagall takes points from Hermione, but then only awards five points each to Harry and Ron. Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah. Five. (laughs) Five. They just took out a fucking troll. Yeah. With a charm that they just used, executed successfully. 
Yeah. They should be rewarded. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like we get dumb fucking points for dumb fucking shit. Like, there's one movie where she's like, oh, you answered your question correctly. Ten points. I'm like, okay, cool. They tackled and knocked out this fucking troll and saved another human life and actually potentially saved the lives of the other students. Five points. <laughs> points. Five points each. Oh, she, she gets five taken away. Ten. Five total. <laughs> like... So you gotta imagine those little scorekeeper things. Are like, really? We're taking away five to put back ten. Really? Really? <laughs> Fuck you, McGonagall. Fuck you and your goddamn point system. Anyway, scene ends with Corel ushering them out, saying better get out before he wakes up, whatever. But then he jumps as the troll groans. Again, Corel is like too jokey. Yeah, he's a caricature. Yeah, he's like too slapsticky. Har 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 har. And I feel like it was done with the attention of, like, taking suspicion away. But they overcorrected, in my opinion. And, like, what I sense from a lot of the professors from the books, anyways, they're, they're like, a lot of dry motherfuckers who've seen a lot of shit. So, like, wouldn't they all be kind of looking at Quirrell? Like, they looked at... Who's Kenneth Branagh's character in the second movie? Gilderoy. Lockhart. Yeah, Gilderoy. Yeah. They all look at him like, okay, motherfucker. Like, they can't really stand his shit. So you'd think with Quirrell, they'd be kind of the same way. Like, hey, you fucking twerp. Uh, defense Against the Dark Arts teacher who's screeching like a banshee about a fucking troll. Like, it's kind of a joke about, of a Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, isn't it? Well, then who does the um, evals of the professors? <laughs> like their annual evaluation. I would assume Dumbledore. <laughs> I think Dumbledore would have some notes. Hey, buddy. You what? are great at reading that textbook. However, you are real bad. Keep it shit calm. You've got some issues. Also, that turban makes you look fat. Wow. That's <laughs> it. That's it. All right. Not my favorite, like, chunk, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean... I feel like this scene did what it was supposed to do. Like, yeah. I was adequately freaked out as an 11, 12-year-old watching it, and it bonded the characters. Like, there's that line in the books that I don't think... Well, I, actually, I know it doesn't appear in the movie. No. But it's something to the effect of there are just some things you can't go through without becoming friends, and fighting mm -hmm. a troll is one of them. Yeah. And, yeah, I just... I don't know. I always liked that moment of, like, and now we're friends. <laughs> Yes. I do like that, too, that it's, like, it kind of solidified, like, no, they are friends now. Like, in case there was any sort of push and pull with Ron being a dick to Hermione, saying she has no friends, it's like, well, now you are her best friend. Fuck off. But, I mean, tiny little book bitch here that isn't necessarily this exact scene, but, like, this scene is meant to serve as a link to the challenges at the end of the film. And... Where the fuck was the troll at the end of the movie? Oh. I know that there are far too many clever little moments of foreshadowing to include, but like you did include the foreshadowing, but then oh. completely removed what it was foreshadowing. They like come into a chamber and there's a troll with a giant lump on its head. And then I was say, who's... He confronts troll, or excuse me, he confronts Quirrell and Quirrell's like, yeah, I ha happen to have a rather gift with trolls or something like that. And it's like, okay, yeah, right. 
So you're the one who let the troll in on Halloween. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Right. And, like, it's already knocked out when they get down there. So how easy would it have been for, like, them to pass through a chamber where there's the knocked out of the troll? They could have literally just copy and pasted that image of the fucking troll knocked out in the bathroom, added, like, a lump on its head, and plop it into a scene. Right. Easy peasy. Pointing. There's another task that they don't include. Potions. That, uh, yeah. Uh, we won't even get into it right now because... It is my, maybe my biggest book bitch in this entire movie. Uh, I have several, but yeah. I like didn't, no, I have several. <laughs> I was going to say, that's not limited. I know it's one of your biggest ones towards the end. Um, What's your, what's your bogey moment? What's your, moment. what's your bogey moment and what's your. My bogey moment. <laughs> will always be Quirrell barging in and screaming. And I know that that's not even unique to the movie. I'm pretty sure it's exactly what happens in the book, but I just think it's dumb. And I can't think of a teacher that I've experienced in my many years in academia that would have handled the situation in that manner. What about you? What is your bogey moment? Oh, no. I want to know what your Wingardium Leviosa moment is that you raise up that you like. (laughs) I just literally scanned through my notes. Is it any question what I would raise up? Like, it's always going to be wood. Like, heart throb, Oliver. (laughs) We won't go back down that road. What about you? What was your bogey moment? Oh, I had a few... Like I said, I didn't really, like, love this section. Just, like you said, we had to do it to get through it, but I don't love it. Um, My least favorite... I'm going to say it's the third floor. It kind of felt like it was too long of a scene. Like, it could have... And it, it was quick, but I just felt like, why are we... Yeah, like, directly going to this floor. Why is it so easy to get into? Why are we recognizing instantly that it's the third floor that we shouldn't be in, but we keep walking? Why do we instantly know that Filch yards away is gone <laughs> like it just practically kind of fucked me up i didn't really love it i don't know but my leviosa moment um i'm gonna go with just like the halloween scene like there's just that brief minute where we get that cool haunting kind of music in the background as we pan down to how happy they are and there's bats and the jack-o'-lanterns and stuff like i just i liked that moment of like oh we're in a holiday in the great hall i think anytime there's like a holiday in the great hall or holiday at hogwarts period i'm really happy so when they set the scene for that 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 makes my heart happy yeah i like that i i want i still like i'm a old ass man and i want to go to that halloween feast yeah, that candy looks like it's going to hurt my goddamn teeth. And those fucking, <laughs> everything you're eating, I'm like, oh, no, I can eat that now. But as a kid, that looks tits. Yeah. Yeah, I dig oh, it. Yeah. What comes next? I have no idea. Is it the Quidditch game yet? Mm. I legit don't remember. We're good at this. It'll be like a little surprise. <laughs> yes, we'll go with that. It's a surprise. And we'll be as surprised as the listeners next week when we get to the next 10 minutes-ish or so. Oh, by the way, this one was a little longer. We ended at like 101.45-ish. Like 101-ish last time. This ended at 1, mi- one hour, 13 minutes, 44 seconds. Yeah, it's 10-ish minutes ish we're 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 chunky ish doing this yeah 
I'm with it. Okay, well, until next week. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. So, oh god, and this is, one thing I wanted to point out is, like I said, I don't know if it's because I'm talking to you and you're from back home, so I'm just comfortable doing it, but like the fucking Minnesota Midwestern accent flies out every time we're on these <laughs> calls. Everybody loves the Midwest. But do they love this accent? Because I don't, and I'm from there. Um, but no, there's a podcast I listen to where this woman, uh, recaps a reality tv show that i like and she has like the most obnoxious chicago accent and i'm always like Ugh, that's so annoying and then hearing my own voice i'm like oh asshole <laughs> you got it too so i can hear it i acknowledge that it's there it's wine and wine induced and comfort induced that's what i'm gonna say that'll be my disclaimer we'll see what happens